buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the GlobalX Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing, carefully consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Co. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, September 22nd, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. Republicans are trying to get on the same page as a government shutdown looms. We speak with one of the members involved in negotiations. We need some structural reforms to the way that we do our appropriations process. Let's figure that out. Let's do exactly that. And to leadership, hey, we got to continue working through this. You know, this is something that is important. And let's get to a solution. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. So you need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. And it needs to say, I'm a thoughtful person, and I appreciate you, and I know exactly what you like, all at the same time. Well, Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz fan, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. House Republicans failed not once, but twice to clear a major hurdle in bringing their Department of Defense spending bill to the floor. After the vote, some members used words like dysfunction to describe the state of the party. With the government shutdown possible at the end of the month, Congress can either pass a short-term spending bill or pass all 12 individual spending bills through appropriations. But on a short-term spending bill, different wings of the party are far apart. A lot of work has been done you know, just to try to find some middle ground. We're speaking to Texas Congressman August Pfluger, who says Republicans need to get it together or Democrats may jump on the opportunity to work with moderate Republicans. You know, the, the unfortunate thing about it is that there's our, our border security is completely suffering. Uh, we, we've got uh, a defense bill that, w- that we need to pass, you know, for national security reasons. So all these things have been discussed. The latest negotiations seem to suggest um, that, that members of, um, you know, not, not, not the Freedom Caucus in general, but, but members who uh, had either previously voted no on a rule or had uh, the desire or intent to vote no on a rule would be willing to work with a group from New York, actually, uh, to you know try to find a, a you know a package of national security bills that they could at least put on the floor. So, you know that that's the work that that's being done right now. You know, as a very interested Texan in our lack of border security, you know, of course. Uh, I've been beating the drum on this all week long, that anything we do has to include a strong position on border security. We have to put this on President Biden's desk. We have to let the American people know 
that this is important to us and that while we cut spending, we also have to consider the ability to compel the White House to use their political will, which they haven't done so far, to, to shut the border down. Now, is is it hard to convince the White House to have that political will or even convince Democrats to have that political will when the party is struggling to get on the same page just to pass rule votes through? You know, we've had Tim Burchett say the word dysfunctional to describe the party this week. We've seen the word chaos being used. Is that fair? It, yeah, I mean, it is. And this is the disappointing thing. If we had come together, you know, a week ago or even prior to that, our position would be much stronger, a unified position. We passed H.R. 2 earlier this year. Why not use that as the leverage to say, hey, we're unified. We believe in this. You know, it, the disappointing thing, quite honestly, is the fact that uh, we're, we're really talking about 15 percent of the budget here. This is the non-defense discretionary spending that isn't on autopilot that we vote on every year. It's a very small fraction of the budget. If we really want to talk about getting our spending down, well, let's have that conversation. And that's what is frustrating to members like me is that we we see this for what it is. Let's talk about the 70% of the spending that absolutely needs reform, but we can't do that in a week. I mean, these these programs that many people in our country depend on, well, they're going to take some time to talk about, and yet we're we're seeing this dysfunctional way of doing business the past week where you, you can't even get a rule out. And that's that's disappointing. What's the communication like to get those holdouts, whether it's on, on these rule votes, whether it's on the appropriations votes, which you guys are very far behind on, and whether it's it's coming to an agreement on a CR? What is just holding the line in terms of getting everybody on the same page and saying, hey, let's compromise here? You know, it's a good question because there seem to be, you know, for, for every holdout, there seems to be a different reason. And so, you know, I I agree with this overall theme that we heard earlier in the week at conference, which is we've got a problem with being able to have a little bit of trust on this top line number. Like, are are we going to actually make the cuts that we agreed upon? And starting that appropriations process earlier would have helped that. So I don't disagree, you know, kind of with this theme, this overall theme. But then you kind of dig a little deeper and you start to see some offshoots of the problem. You start to understand that it's maybe not the exact same thing for every person. Look, the House of Representatives is it's, it's 435 people that come together, and I believe in that. You know, I believe in that body that all of us have the right to have our voices heard. In fact, we pass rules to do that this year. But at some point in time, when the majority of people believe that this is the right thing to do, then you got to go forward. And it was about 2.3% of the Republican conference that disagreed with whatever rule it was earlier in the week that it happened to be for the DOD appropriations bill. 97.8% of the people, 97.7% of Republicans in our conference agreed with it. That's a pretty good message to, to say, let's move forward. Uh, so, um, you know, unfortunately, we, uh, we weren't able to do that, and it weakens our hand when we talk about border security and other important policy issues. And when you talk about moving forward, what is the path forward? Because we've had some members say they, they are 
hell bent on not having a CR. We've had uh, Don Bacon say that there are just some members who will never vote for a CR and, and that that's why he's not confident that one can get done. McCarthy has said that he still wants a CR. The speaker still wants a CR. But then we've had others who say that they want to pass the individual appropriations bills up until the deadline. Now, of course, there's going to be the argument that that would just take too long and you do not have the time to get a full appropriations package done. But you could get potentially a CR done. Is, do you think a CR is still possible here, or is the appropriations process the only way? I think everything you just said is very fair and accurate. I think time is running out. We are going to be hard-pressed to pass all 12 appropriations bills before September 30th. So my hope is this, that we can start off with this initial package. If, if it comes to four bills, You know, I think remains to be seen. They're working on that. Right now, we, we worked on it hard into the night last night to get to this point. Let's make some, some headway, get some momentum going, get a few wins on the board, and then maybe, just maybe, those who have said no way, no how on a CR will have some confidence, will have some trust, will we'll be able to you know, maybe move past some of their initial positions and say, okay, it's not a CR. We're showing cuts. We're actually doing the cuts that we, we said we would do. A continuing resolution is that previous year funding. So this would be slightly different. It is technical or technicality. But maybe those people are then willing to say, okay, let's get two weeks here, you know, three weeks, four weeks, and, and continue the work that we're doing on these cuts and, and in good faith move forward. I think that's probably the best case scenario here. Now, of course, I think one of the big obstacles we're talking about with CR, and I'll get into a couple other ones in a second, but one of the big ones is obviously this is a conservative CR. There are no, or at least what we're looking at, there's no Democrat support for this, and it's going to look radically different than whatever the Senate's going to try to push. Is the goal here to force the the Senate to negotiate? Because that 8% number, it doesn't look like it's going to stick if the Senate's going to have to negotiate here. Yeah, well, obviously, and and that's where I think um, we have to go into this clear-eyed. Let's put our most conservative bill forward. Let's get it passed with 218 votes. Let's send it to the Senate. But if you think that they're just going to take that and not have some negotiation, well, that's crazy. Of course they are. And that's where our conference has to then grow up a little bit and go, yes, we know we're going to have to negotiate. We sent you our best opening salvo. When it comes back, here are the things, you know, that, that we need to, to strike as priorities. And here are the areas where we can uh, give a little bit. And, and that's where I credit Speaker McCarthy. I mean, look, he's got a tough job with 223 individual minds about where the priorities lie. And, and that's where we just need to say, let's get behind him. Let's, let's give him the opportunity to negotiate. That's not a four-letter word. We send our priorities. We send a clear message. And then we let him go do as good of a job as he can. We're speaking to Texas Congressman August Pfluger, who's one of the House Republicans trying to negotiate a deal between the party to keep the government open. More after this. This episode is brought to you by J. Crew. This spring, J. Crew is telling a linen love story. From perfectly rumpled beach cover-ups and effortlessly sexy suiting to button-up shirts from the world-famous Baird McNutt Mill in Ireland, the new J. Crew collection is made to be shared, lived in, and loved for decades and generations to come. Shop linen like you've never seen it. And more new arrivals for spring 2024 at jcrew.com. With the the idea of a motion to vacate being floated around, do you think that's possible or do you think that's something that you guys should be fighting? And also, do you think the speaker is doing his job? 
No, I don't think we should do that. Yes, I think it's a possibility. Stop this madness and let's move forward. Let's let him do his job. We elected him to be speaker. And, and you know, this is the frustrating part, that I, I don't disagree with the end result of trying to cut our spending. We have to do that. But we're nibbling around the edges with this 15% here. Let, let's get to the heart of it. That's why a commission on some of the programs that we, we do need to look where we can have savings and still meet the contract with the American people. That's important. But he, he's doing as good of a job as he can. Um, you know, I would like to see us move a little quicker on some of these things and not get right up to the, uh, the line. Um, and m- maybe we can go back and debrief, you know, certain tactical actions, but we need to allow him to do his job at this point in time, which means we need to pass these bills with as much efficiency as we possibly can to then get to the point where we have conservative cuts and let the American people know that we're serious um, about cutting our spending, but also serious about passing bills that secure our, our country. And if you're, you're not able to get on the same page, is there any concern that, you know, we've seen some members, moderate Republicans, float the idea of signing on with Democrats for a discharge petition to pass a CR? And, you know, could there be a possibility in a situation where enough moderates jump on board with that? And then next thing you know, Congress is passing a CR that's more liberal than anything that you guys were worried about going into this. Is that a concern here? 100%. And this is the frustration with the 2.3% that didn't want to see the rule go through, is that that is a possibility. In a representative form of government, those Republicans who come from, you know, actually Democrat districts, you know, that, that voted Biden 10%, you know, or more than, than Trump in the last presidential election, they have to represent their districts. And this is the frustration with most members. I would say 90-plus percent of members say, hey, we know that in a representative form of government that each district is not going to get 100 percent of what you want, but that when you come together, you can probably get 90 percent, which I think we did. I think we got there. Uh, So, yes, it's a very real possibility. I think it would be a terrible thing for our country, for our Republican Party, for the conservative values that we're fighting for to have that happen, you know, which is why – we do need to come together. And, it, and that's the dysfunctional part of it uh, that, that you see. Yeah. And if you tried to make any communication with the members who are holding out and making this, you know, maybe, maybe standing against a lot of what you're trying to do to try to get them on board, what's kind of been your messaging if you've had any messaging? Well, number one, I emphasize the need for border security, that if we don't do something, that the border will certainly not be more secure. It will actually be less secure that the Biden administration then wins. I I think the Biden administration is relishing in this dysfunction because they want they actually probably uh, don't mind a shutdown because they can politically blame it on us. So that's been my message to them is, guys, let's come together. Um, You know, if we need some structural reforms to the way that we do our appropriations process, let's figure that out. Let's do exactly that. Um, And to leadership, hey, we got to continue working through this. You know, that this is something that is important, and let's get to a solution, put our best foot forward for people like me. I'm going to continue to hammer the border issues. I intend to, uh, to if we are not going to have votes this weekend on the Jewish holiday on Sunday and Monday, then I have every intention of going to the border, of highlighting that crisis and trying to, 
to educate not only Republicans, but the American people on just how bad the administration is doing when it comes to securing the border. As we're getting a little up on time here, you know, as of right now, as we sit here on Friday, September 22nd, do you think we're going to have a government shutdown or or can you say with confidence we can avoid one? I, I cannot say with confidence that we can avoid one. Although I'm going to do everything in my power and know that my colleagues, 90% plus of my colleagues, feel the exact same way, that we are going to do everything we can to prevent a shutdown by passing appropriations bills. And if we need to pass a CR, I hope it's a short-term CR. I hope it allows us to continue the work of passing conservative spending cut measures to then keep the government open but let the American public know that we're sick and tired of an inflated government. We're sick and tired of positions that just continue to grow the administrative state. Um, and, but, but yet we're going to continue to work for an incremental gain, get a first down, continue to get another first down. And, and uh, I wish I could tell you with 100 percent confidence that that's going to happen. But I can tell you with 100 percent confidence we're going to fight for that. Congressman August Fluger from the great state of Texas and kind enough to join us from a quiet room at the airport. Thank you so much for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Well, thanks for having me. God bless. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.